for all NBA for all NBA warriors. You are now tuned into Golden Spaces with Matt and Justin. Draymond was in the news recently <laughs> uh, <laughs> for apparently throwing teammates under the bus. He had a um, his podcast. He had Tristan Thompson on his podcast, which is surprising to see, even though they're both clutch, I guess. But they've had their history um, in the past, and they they brought up the topic of LeBron James being feared by other players. Mario Chalmers said he isn't. He said Michael Jordan was, and Draymond said, "I've had teammates in the past." He didn't say in the past. He said, "I've had teammates that were terrified of LeBron James." How do you how do you feel about that statement? Because, in my opinion, I think he's correct. But mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just kind of like it's definitely a weird thing to say. But I definitely didn't look at it the way a lot of other people looked at it. Like, oh, he's a, he's like betraying the Warriors, whatever the case may be. I think he's made a factual statement. Like we watched guys piss down their leg with open shots against LeBron James <laughs> on the Warriors. So. Um, yeah, how do you how do you feel about that? Uh, I mean, I think first and foremost, you know, like you said, Tristan's a clutch guy. Uh, that's that's what this is about, first and foremost. Like LeBron James is the reason that clutch is as powerful as it is. Uh, Draymond has like his, you know, twice a month uh, contractually obligated like public <laughs> LeBron statement that he has to give. Um, right. earlier this week too I saw he was just like oh you know nobody wants to like face the Lakers or whatever like it I think so much of it is just kind of it is that surface level of like he's just you know he's a part of this agency this agency makes the most part of their money on LeBron James and the Lakers Draymond is just financially incentivized to like speak speak highly of them um, do I think it's a little weird that he was willing to like throw other teammates under the bus? Yeah, but you know, at the same time, that was like, and I like I assume he's talking about like those Cavs era teams. So, right. you know, that doesn't necessarily mean he's like, you know, look who's over there. Like, is he saying that about like Steph, Clay, Andre? Absolutely not. Like, is he saying is he saying that about like Loon? No. So I assume whoever he had in mind when he was saying that is not on the team and it's not been for some time. Um, right. So that's, that's kind of the thing to me where I'm just like, all right, this is like, it's weird, but I don't think it would be like a problem with the team, you know, looking at him, looking at him for that comment. No one's like, you talking about, <laughs> you know, he's you, me, like who? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Right. I hypothesize that he was talking about Harrison Barnes, but um yeah, <laughs> shout out to HB, but it definitely looked a lot of times like he was scared of LeBron, and he's obviously no longer on the on the Warriors anymore. It hasn't been for some time. Um, yeah, just just funny. He's a funny guy. He's always in the news. Um, people love him. People hate him within the fan base, outside of the fan base. But I mean, he's been getting a lot of flack this season. I think, kind of like for basketball reasons, and it's like he's been really good this year. Right. Like, he's also playing through a ton of stuff. Um, all of his impact metrics are, are definitely in a good place right now. Like, I guess I want to ask, like, how long do you think he can play at this level? Right. Because we have no no indication that Steph is going to slow down anytime soon. Right. We do think, you know, he at least has another season or two, maybe at an MVP caliber. Um, and Clay 
at since January 1st has been like almost at his offensive peak, right? Like he's mm-hmm. shooting in the high 40s from three or in the mid 40s from three again, scoring a lot. Um, he didn't shoot the ball well tonight, but he's been pretty consistent um, in, the, in this calendar year. So it's not looking like Clay's going to slow down at least offensively anytime soon. Like, what do you think about Draymond considering his game is much more physical and he's, you know, out, he's playing up a position, right? Right. I think, I think the first thing to go would be his body more than his skill. Because, mm-hmm. like you said, it's very demanding. You know, we've seen before, like, he's had the lower back problems. Um, you know, those, that's not a thing that goes away. He's definitely been open about, like, having to play through stuff before. So, you know, the thing with him that I've come to really appreciate is, uh, you know, you see all the stuff when people talk about, like, Lionel Messi, like, oh, he spends, like, 80% of the game just, like, walking around. And, you know, he's not, he's not like, walk, he's not walking around because he's lazy. He's walking around because he knows, like, I don't need to be doing anything right now. Um, and he's still putting himself in good position. Like, he's, he's gathering data. Like, that's the thing I've come to appreciate about Draymond is one thing that could give him a lot, of, a lot more longevity is, you know, he's so good at biding his time. And he can just go from, like, you know, standing still, wandering from, like, dunker spot to dunker spot. And then, you know, he's rotating out to the corner. He's flying back into the middle. He's, like, deflecting passes. He's hustling for rebounds. Like, his his sense of when to go and when to not go, I think, is something that will really give him a lot of longevity because, you know, so many guys in this mold, they're just, they're just throwing themselves all over the place. Like, they're getting involved in every play. They're absolutely doing the most. And, like, Mm-hmm. Draymond, Draymond's been that at times, but I think as he's grown older, he's sort of you know realized like, all right, like these are the spots where I can impact the game, and let me leave the, you know, running around and scrambling and all the crazy stuff for the young guys who have proven themselves because I know where I need to be. For sure, for sure, I definitely see that as well. Um, I mean, we're not going to get into like the whole contract situation and stuff like that. We obviously know that. Um, you know, he has a pending deal that he wants to get done. He has a player option that's available to him. And there's a lot of money at, at stake with that. And there's a lot of money that, that are tied to other guys, which is going to drive the tax bill, whatever. Um, but I think we're all in agreement. at least me and you, we're in agreement. Like we want Draymond here, you know, for, for the mm-hmm. near future. And we definitely want all three, him, Clay and Steph to retire as warriors because they've built this entire dynasty, you know, um, and you know, we gotta, we gotta ride for those three. I think as a fan base, we were a little bit too, not necessarily hard on them because obviously those guys are super competitive and they demand, you know, excellence of themselves. So we should demand excellence of them as well. But I think God, people are a little bit too quick to kind of write, you know, Dre and Clay in particular off. Um, they have a bad game or such a bad games and all of a sudden they're washed and like, we need to trade them and think about, the next guy up and stuff like that. Um, that just kind of rubs me the wrong way, considering like all the things they've done and they continue to do. And like this team is going nowhere without those three. Right. So I think we just need to establish that like those three guys, they, the Warriors live and die with those three guys. So um, that's just kind of like my, my two cents on it. Yeah. If that, if that mindset of, Oh, you know, like they had their glory era, it's time to, you know, re-inject new talent, whatever. 
uh, you know, maybe trade Draymond, one of them, like however it may have gone. They would not have won a championship last year with that mindset would have won years ago. So mm-hmm. I think at this point, you know, you've sort of you've sort of made your choice. Like you ride with this core down to the end. Um, you know, even even the little indicators like uh, you know, obviously it's a lot different in terms of like the financial consequences, but you know, bringing Iggy back when he's just like mm-hmm. you know, I I love I love what he brings on the floor. I love that he's like a great locker room presence for them. He's clearly not healthy enough to play, and like they're yeah. still like no, like we we stick with our guys, um, and right. you know for better or worse, that's what they're gonna do. And I think in this case, you know, you can't go wrong keeping these three together, building pieces around them, you know, constantly tinkering around the edges, but give these three some weapons, and you'll always find yourself with a chance. For sure, for sure. Um, yeah, I think this, I mean, I think we had a good combo, man. Like it's, it's definitely a tough loss for them. They're still in six. Um, they're now a half game ahead of the Timberwolves. I'm not sure. I think the Timberwolves, yeah, the Timberwolves do have a better conference record by one game. So, um, if they do end up tied, the Timberwolves as of right now have the tiebreaker. Obviously that can change, um, the next time the Warriors play, if they beat the Pelicans, um, Mm -hmm. but they, they they just got to keep it got to keep it pushing. I predicted nine and one in their last ten games. I want to <laughs> say, say that they have to win out at this point to to accomplish that. I don't know if they're going to do that, but <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Um, you got any part? Yeah, of the <laughs> yeah, got to go. What six in a row to close it out? Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure. That. <laughs> They got Denver on the road on there, so that's that's gonna be a tough one. <laughs> uh, I think they got. Yeah, well. <laughs> we'll see. Crazier things have happened. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I appreciate you coming on, man. We, we're gonna cut it a little short today. Um, you know, just reviewed the game and, and talk about some other things. But um, which which you got to plug for us, Charlie? Yeah, as always, you can uh, catch my stuff at ClayTS11. I'm always just watching film, keeping track of our Warriors. Uh, put out an article today for theswishtheory.com, which is where I do all my writing. Um, talking about Jonathan Kaminga potentially having to step up in Andrew Wiggins' absence as kind of their go-to perimeter guy and what he can sort of bring to the table offensively to hopefully replace him as well as he can. Uh, and as always, you know, weekly getting after it with my boys on the Game 6 Play podcast. You can check it out. We're usually just breaking down the week's games, big stories with the dubs. Um, so, yeah, as always, you know, thanks for having me on, Justin. It's oh, great yeah. to catch up with you guys, as always. <laughs> sure. sure. <laughs> Won't be the last, you know, always welcome. Um, and, yeah, we just got to gotta keep it going. So check out, check out Charlie on Twitter. Check out Game 6 Clay Pod. All those things, you know, make sure you're following us on Twitter, Golden Spaces Pod, follow us on Instagram, like, share, subscribe on YouTube to 957 the game, all that good stuff. Um, Nat's gonna be out pretty much the whole week. She's over there in the bay doing the media stuff. So um check out her her Twitter for all the you know post game and all that good stuff too. So we catch you guys next time. It's Golden Spaces, Odyssey Original Podcast. Thanks for joining us. <laughs>